what I tried to do was find out the uniqueness in everything that I did. What is the difference from just giving somebody a plain dime? So I turned it into a unique thing. Okay, I need to do full vital setups. I need to do full biometric screenings. We need to do measurements. We need to do blood sugar checks. We need to do uh, everything. O2 saturations. I made everything unique about my business. And that's what I think a lot of people in this business are not doing. They're trying to piggyback on someone else's success. And they don't know that person had a time. That person had a vibe. That person had something unique about them that made them successful. For sure. Also, the one thing I noticed about probably all of us, excuse my language, I ain't had no blueprint. Yeah. I ain't had no blueprint. Yeah. Hey, there is no blueprint to do what I do. Yeah. Like I'm I'm figuring this and figuring out as a talent, people. Figuring out as a talent. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And because there was no one I could ask. I always tell Rick from the beginning, I was going to talk to doctors. Yeah. I was going to talk to trainers. I was going to talk to um cardiologists. Mm -hmm. I was going to talk to people that just own business to figure out how I could galvanize all this information into one to figure out what it is I'm trying to do. You know, because I went to go talk to Dr. Chapman. I went to yeah. go talk to Dr. Savage Grant, it's just his family. Mm -hmm. I went to go talk to also the people on the mm -hmm. the 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 corporate side, uh, the quote unquote hospital doctors and things on the Western Eye philosophy side to figure out, okay, what's missing? Yeah. What's missing from what my people are looking for, not only my people, people that are in search of all of this information. For sure. I'm not just picking up where somebody left off. I'm trying to create something completely different. And I believe that's what all of us has done in this lane, found, found separation. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Equity Tap Network. Listen, I am extremely excited to bring this interview to you guys. Oh, man, Ron, we've we've known each other for a long time. So I'm interested, man, in just kind of hearing a lot of the success that he's had going back, you know what I'm saying, hearing his story and uh, allowing him just to kind of share some tips and tricks uh, and some success that he's been able to have with you guys to help you guys move forward. Of course, you guys know our goal with the Equity Tap is to help entrepreneurs, whether you're a startup, uh, you may be in college, you're looking to get out of college, start a business. You may already be in business. You, you're running into some problems, some struggles, some challenges. Well, our goal is to help you as an entrepreneur raise your business IQ so that you can tap into your full equity. Uh, so with that with being said, man, I appreciate you agreeing to coming out and do the show, man. Of course. I know you was here, uh, you know, a few weeks back when uh, Rick and I did the uh, interview. Yeah, and, yeah I, I can't wait to drop that. I think a lot of people are definitely going to, uh, you know, say move forward based on that information. You got some. Yeah, <laughs> for real. I appreciate it, man. So before we get started, man, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, just a quick little synopsis of who you are, some of the things you've been able to accomplish uh, over the last few years. Uh, how you guys doing? My name is Ryan Zuber, uh, clinical dietary nutritionist, owner of your favorite nutritionist, also uh, Z Fresh Smoothies, Meal Prep Z, Fresh Eats, um, all things health. Uh, I'm the authority on health right now, you know what I'm saying, by way of my brother, my good brother, Ricky Dorsch. <laughs> For sure, man. That's what's up, dude. How did you come up with the name, your favorite nutritionist? Um, Actually, um. When I first started out, you know what I'm saying, I actually started out meal prepping first and okay. doing just general um, basic diet pr programs based off the food that I thought people were needing or actually could, that were responded well to their diet program. And everyone was asking like, yo man, you got the favorite meal plans, the, the, your favorite this, like yeah. you should be your favorite nutritionist. And it kind of was a people's choice. Okay. You know, so it wasn't with a really- Can't go wrong, man, man. was you listening? Most definitely, most definitely. I actually started meal prepping by way of Ricky's clients, you know, okay. his first facility. 
um, he had everything but the meal prep. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and I was like, yo, I actually, I think I was cooking for him when we was cooking, like we was doing our own thing. And other guy, people was asking like, yo, we're doing y'all food. And I was yeah. like, I'm doing it. And it just kind of went that way. Yeah. And it blew up. That's what's up, up. there. And I knew when I, once I had that part of it, I had to go get in my bag for other things that actually went along with that. Yeah. So as far as going back to school for nutrition, or right. going back to school for um, just basic understanding the holistic measures of it and everything. So um, when we get into it, I'll tell you about all the certifications I had to go through. Go ahead, man. Let us know um, some of your certifications. Actually, like, you know, I, tell, I start from the beginning. I actually like to go to the beginning. What actually got me into nutrition uh, generally was with was me donating a kidney to my daughter's mom. Okay. You know, um, I, yeah, I saw that. Man. Yeah, yeah. That, that uh, I want to say was 2015. I want to say, I want to say around that time. Uh, it might have been before. But healing her was, that shit was my first client. Yeah. Uh, because her body completely was different. My body was completely different. Mm-hmm. And I had to find ways to get us uh, uh, nourished, nutritionally, uh, nutritionally sound all the way around without compromising the big thing we just went through. Gotcha. So um, started reading books, started uh, getting online, taking online courses, started making a lot of phone calls, asking people, doing a lot of research. I was literally at Methodist Transplant Clinic every day, picking doctors' brains every day, all day. Because not only was this life changing for me, but it was majorly and uh, forever a life change for her. Yeah. So um, she was my first client. She was my first client. Okay. So, you know, I started going through just basic courses. I even asked Rick, like, yo, what courses uh, would be great to take? Mm-hmm. You know, he took me through NFPT. He was telling me about- uh, What is NFPT? Um, that is National Federation of Personal okay. Trainers. And cool. they have a nutrition program. So I went on there, went on Precision Nutrition, um, went on uh, the National uh, Nutrition for Holistic Dietary Sub- uh, Substances and Supplements. Ryan, those were the first ones that I actually started with. Gotcha. And I actually started to go around Memphis and ask people, of course, you know, I went to go see Dr. Champion. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, a I legend. Go, yes. I went down to um, a state line where Dr. Sabi has a building in South Samba Bowman, which is his granddaughter. I had no idea he had a building. Yeah, it's actually headed down towards the casino. Okay. Yes. That's what's up. Okay. So I went to go see her and I started getting courses to, from them to take. I had already uh, was familiar with um, Southwest staff. I was the scholarship president uh, for Southwest Tennessee Community College at the time. Okay. So actually, grant options were readily available to me. Gotcha. You know, so I took every course they had, which was six courses that they had there. Okay. Graduated from their program. Um, tried to get into some courses online, but my wife at the time situation started getting bad. So psychologically, I just wasn't able to do it. For sure. But. Uh, Full circle, come back around two, three years later, I grabbed every certification I could. I'm getting ready to enroll in the Cornell University okay. to get up to get ready for the PhD program. Whew, man, that's a, that's, that's first, that's amazing, man. And I know I, you probably the only person that I know that has donated a major organ uh, to someone. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if there's something that's coming. You will probably know more than I would. Um, being, uh, when I did do that, I actually received a humanitarian award from the National uh, uh, Transplant Clinic, the National Transplant Foundation, Methodist Transplant Clinic, and the Civil Rights Museum. Wow. So I met a lot of people that I didn't even know existed yeah. that had done this before. So it's um, a whole community of people. It's a community, it's a community okay. of people. Um, I actually won. I was one of the spokespersons, but now I'm just too busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just, I kind of donate. <laughs> Look, that's, that's how it is, man. It's just the, the more successful you get, you know yeah. what I'm saying, the more people demand, you know what I'm saying, of your time and stuff like that. Definitely. So you were saying this whole process, did you start that after you uh, had donated the uh, kidney? or you I did. Before? Okay. It actually kind of jump-started everything. Um, 
So you went through the procedure, had the successful surgery or whatever, and then you started diving into Correct. how do you maintain a life without, you know, one of your kidneys? Because you have you got two kidneys, right? I have you one. got you got you got to educate me. I don't. I know have one now. She has three. Okay. Yeah. But the average person is born with two. 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 Okay. Yeah. Cool. And they technically say that you that actually don't need two, but you need two. Yeah. Because now yeah. I have a whole different lifestyle just to accommodate for one. Okay. So it's it, they say you don't need two. It's not. So what does that lifestyle look like now that you are having to operate uh, with just one? And I know that you said that it was really what kicks uh, kick started the whole journey of, you know what I'm saying, getting healthy and things like that. So what does the average day look like for someone who has one kidney? There is average day for one person that actually has one kidney. You most definitely have to stay hydrated because okay. your body now actually uh, is, 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 is working off and working harder just for that one kidney. Okay. You know, so um, you most definitely have to watch your protein intake because now everything filters through one kidney. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there always is a possibility that protein can come through your urine. That's another filter lane. You know, okay. I got uh, kidney, liver, skin, urine. Those are all filters, you know. So um, I most definitely have in, in the beginning stages, you know, when I was going through the transformation and trying to get into bodybuilding with Rick, uh-huh. um, taking, taking in so much protein, I was noticing uh, just different, things going on with my body sure. and I already knew they were coming okay. but I didn't expect me trying to get healthy mm-hmm. would actually be some of my downfalls as far as my kidneys issues oh, my wow. kidney just couldn't take on all of the supplemental protein that I was taking with wow. the protein intake that I was taking it was a good thing that I already wasn't doing beef and stuff like that which are far more denser proteins because of the bread chain aminos but you know just taking in this supplemental protein trying to get two three shakes in yeah. trying to get the food in as well my body just wasn't able to uh, take all of it in. So we had to find a way collectively to get me on a diet that actually registered not only to the goals that we needed to make, but also what my kidney needed. For sure, man. That's interesting. So uh, with your practice right now as the favorite nutritionist, do you typically focus on most people with, you know, that has went through a lot of things that you you went through or is it just a, it's for anybody? It's it's generally now for anybody. At first, and my my love is for people with pre-existing conditions. I just okay. uh, transplantation, uh, hypertension, diabetes, okay. uh, Crohn's, diverticulitis, mm-hmm. um, any anything, any a circulatory issue. Um, uh, any people living with gut bacteria issues, gut health issues, parasite okay. binding issues, circulatory issues, anything dealing with a, just a pre-existing condition. Like I'm not your everyday health person, okay. but this is someone's everyday health life. So sure. I kind of say I'm for everybody, but my main focus typically is for people that have real conditions. Gotcha. Um, and, and I wanted to ask you, um, based on like the product lines and things like that, what is the craziest uh, transformation that you've seen, like you talked about dealing with people with diseases, you know what I'm saying, uh, gut health, you talked about Crohn's, inflammation, hypertension, stuff like that. Like what is the craziest case that you've seen and what was the, the result of all of that? Um, I have a few, but I give you, I give you a couple. Okay. Um, <laughs> of course, um, my, 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 my daughter's mom, mm-hmm. Carisha, um, so we got her on a path where she was doing real good and the medication started to reject. Okay. So, you know, we, we got to go back to the doctor and actually see what some of the issues were. And it was actually that she was on a healthier path and the medicine that was supposed to be making her healthy per se yeah. wasn't actually functioning properly because we were getting the proper vital nutrition and things that she actually needed. Okay. Another person, um, uh, we got him down 
hundred pounds, um, started rejecting their insulin. They was uh, diabetic. Okay. And she also had plantar fasciitis, which actually is uh, inflammation that sits and pools in the lower extremity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and issues going on with the feet. Gotcha. So all of that rescinded completely because her diabetes started to attack her feet and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, once I got her on a good starch diet, took a lot of the sugars out. We kept the natural sugar. I know a lot of diabetes believe, diabetics believe we can do no sugar. Yeah, um, yeah. It just depends on how your diabetic situation is and what your body's responding to. But I figured out on her day-to-day basis what her things were, what her goals were, also what her body actually could take. Gotcha. And, man, she did a complete 180. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'm going to have to tap in, man, because uh, so I don't run as much, but you mentioned uh, the the foot condition. Pre- you know what I'm saying? That's one of the things that has been keeping me from mm-hmm. being able to run marathons like I used to is because my feet, man, they kill me after I run. Sometimes I can't even walk a couple mm-hmm. days after, man. I just got to chill out because of the inflammation or yeah. whatnot. So you're saying that... They, so these cases that you just talked about, you introduced, what type of product line, what did you introduce to them to kind of help regulate? It contended upon what the issue is. Um, first, I'm a consult. Like, okay. consult with people like Sam. Uh, of course, you know, my, my cousin, Massage Therapy, was on Massage on the Go. I'm going to consult sure. with him, actually see if it's a bone or posture disorder. And then we're going to go in to see if it's an inflammatory issue. Okay. See what type of shoes they're wearing, things of that nature. Sometimes it could be like a significant circulation disorder with your blood and your how your blood cells okay. are not responsive. So first thing I'm gonna go with is water. Are you actually hydrated enough? Gotcha. You to understand. Most people aren't. No. How much water should you be consuming on a daily basis? Um, me and Ricky actually have a rule of thumb. The body's comprised about seventy percent of water. We say nothing below seventy ounces. Okay. A person like me though that has one kidney, I can't consume more than seventy ounces. You can't consume more. Contingent upon the day, depends. Okay. Like, you know, I'm still a firefighter. If I actually make a fire and dehydrate myself that way, mm-hmm. I can't actually take on more because I'm sweating more. Gotcha. But because if if it's a, just a loose office day or mm-hmm. things of that, I can't consume more. Gotcha. Because I'm going to get, you got to think about my diet. I'm going to get a lot of water from my diet. A lot of the food that has photosynthesis, chlorophyll, things like that. Okay. A lot of your green leafy vegetables. So my body is naturally taking on all of the oxygenated water that he possibly can okay. from every source. Most people body don't do that. Okay. You know, so but my body is feeding and feeding for it. Gotcha. So seventy ounces, what does that look like in terms of bottle waters? How many of them things do we do we have to drink? Rick gonna tell you to get the little bottles. Okay. <laughs> get the little bottles. How many of those do you have to drink to consume? Seventy, you said seventy ounces? Seventy ounces. So we could say take this right here. This yeah. Okay, just four and a half of those bottles right here. Okay, that ain't bad. That's something that Yep, actually, you can get the the big essential. One day, one big essential is seventy ounces. Oh, now yeah. I see a lot of people at the gym with the. Mm-hmm. I got one in the car actually right now, and Take I keep it with me. I know if I've done that for the day, anything extra is good. Yeah, there you go. So okay, so uh, a let's... gallon is not <laughs> like ethical. Like I always tell people that per se, a social order likes to say um, a gallon is what you need. <laughs> you look at me, and you look at Shaq. Yeah. Shaq is a far bigger human. He needs far more than a gallon. For sure. Of course. So it's all based on like the body. Activities based on function. If you're going through one of Rick class, you're going to need way more than a gallon. <laughs> For sure, man. So look, let's transition and talk a little bit about entrepreneurship, man. I know that we've known each other for a long time, man. We went to, did you go to Cherokee? Yep. So we went to Cherokee, mm-hmm. we went to elementary, middle school, mm-hmm. and uh, of course we went to high school together. I was only at Melrose for a year, uh, but you graduated, man, from the mound or whatever. But, you know what I'm saying, looking at all of the th- stuff that you, you know, you do on a daily basis, you're a firefighter, and you have to, you know, kind of let us know all of the things that you're doing. 
But man, how is an entrepreneur do you take on so much and manage that as a schedule? Because there's entrepreneurs out there that's gonna be watching this video and that's gonna be one of their biggest hangups is how do I find time to take on, you know what I'm saying, all of these roles, these responsibilities on top of the roles and responsibilities that I currently have. Well, I, I tell people everything is um you 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 have to plan out everything. Uh -huh. You know. Even, even like you said, uh, I'm a firefighter uh, for the city of Memphis, um, special operations rescue team. How long have you been in in the firefighter? Seven years. Okay. Seven years. I actually went directly from the academy to special ops, which is unheard of. Okay. Um, What's a special ops do? We're like SWAT for the fire department. You call us when it's the worst of the worst. Um, bomb threats, uh, confined space, structure collapse, water rescues, okay. hazmat incidents, anything hazardous materials and stuff like that. We have all those specialized equipments. It's a lot of extra training, mm -hmm. a lot of extra training. But I jumped directly into it, so it's all I knew. Yeah, and, you know, and uh, that's just a testament to where we're from. We're always given, yeah, you know, yeah. the short end, so we got to do what we've got to do. Um, but I'm also a member of the Tennessee Task Force, which is another direct order of the president, okay. which we go to mass casualty disasters, like uh, with Houston. Um, some of the guys went to Haiti, of course, back in the day. They went to Hurricane Katrina, not okay. stuff like that. We go help out in the special operations team busy. to do that as well, if I can. Yeah. I haven't been deployed in a while because of my business, but now I'm also a member of uh, the special air rescue team as well. I don't leave a certification on the table, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I don't. Uh, but you know, with that, like that, there was a choice to choose, like I, I picked even with, you know, my situation as a kidney donor and a transplant donor, as well as entrepreneurship. I knew as a firefighter, you only work nine to 10 days a month. Yeah. Now the 24 hour work days, but you know, you 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 have so much time even there if you're not at a busy station, as well as your off time. We work three uh, every other day and after every other third day, we offer four straight days. Okay. You know, so I, at first I choose I chose that because my mom thought it was a great idea. Yo, you can be home with your, with your you know, with your the entire wife to take care of her, to take care of your child, yeah. everything that was going on. It was like the perfect scenario. Perfect scenario. Yeah. But also as well, of course, you know, uh, you know, Sam hit my ear, cause you got a lot of time on you, you got yeah. a lot of time on you. <laughs> Ricky, like, yeah, hey, what else you doing? You know, uh, that's what happens. Honestly, that you got a good circle around. Yeah, you know, honestly, with Rick, I just was, you know, trying to actually just work out with him extra. You know, just yeah. like I need to keep the weight off. You know, and he was monitoring everything that I was doing as far as you know after the surgery. And uh, we started to knit together, we started to bond and mesh together. So I have lots of conversations. You know, and then it was just like, I just became a part of what he was doing every day, you know? Nice. So um, I took on the lifestyle, you know, so to speak, not as far as he, as he, as he was, yeah. I was more interested in the functionality as far as what are my organs doing? Okay. Like, because it was, one was taken away from me, yeah. so I wanted to know. And you know, he was very, you know, vast in understanding the human body. So I'm like, yo, I know if I can shadow what he doing, I probably can survive, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> or uh, give some extra life to myself. So how do you pull all that together, man, uh, as an entrepreneur? Because you just listed a whole host of certifications that, you know what I'm saying, you have under your belt. Those things are demanding. Uh, you know, you can be deployed at any moment when something comes up. Correct. And you are now starting to build this this massive, you know what I'm saying, nutrition company. And we'll talk more about that. But, like, how do you manage all of that? Um, Like like you said, having a good circle. Um. I have a phenomenal business manager. I went and did that early because okay. I knew that I had a lot of stuff on my plate, you know, and I have businesses within business. You have your favorite nutritionist. You also have uh, Z Fresh Smoothies and you have Meal Prep Z. Then right. you have your favorite, your favorite vitamins and subs. 
Okay. I'm running okay. companies because I wanted to be a one-stop shop. For sure. I wanted, you know, my clients were having issues with not following meal prep. Well, okay, cool. I cook your food so we can follow it this way. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I had to calendar out my days like my business manager just takes me. We're built out for the year. Yeah. You're only meal prepping once a um, once a week this okay. year. Okay. Because I'm becoming so busy with these sure. contracts and all this other stuff. So everything for me is is like scheduling. I write everything out. Like Rick said, you come to my office, yeah. there are boards everywhere. Okay. They build out everything. I try to do a day-to-day, try to do a week-to-week, a month-to-month, and then yearly projections of what I think that should look like. Then I have an empty board of how I'm trying to execute those. But I have people in place. Like my business manager has a whole team, mm-hmm. um, and she automates a lot of stuff for me. I'm one of those people. I'm not afraid to pay people for their skill set yeah, and, yeah. and stuff that I don't know. I think that's interesting, man, because, uh, you know what I'm saying, as an entrepreneur, I know a lot of times, and some of the entrepreneurs that may be watching this, they don't have the resources, you know what I'm saying, to necessarily delegate or bring mm-hmm. other people on their team. But it is literally, man, the biggest hack that you can have as a business owner, putting the right people around you. And I'm starting to figure that out now. You know what I'm saying? How do I put the right people around me so that I can focus on that 20% of things that really drive the revenue? And what happens is, man, once you take on all of the responsibilities as an entrepreneur, you find yourself working in the business. Correct. And you never have time to work on the business. Well, the magic happens once you work on the business, you know what I'm saying, and not in it. You got to set time aside to, like you said, work on your calendar, to have those whiteboards, to draw things Mm -hmm. out, you know what I'm saying, and just to look at your business as a whole and figure out you know what I'm saying? What's the next direction for you? Cause, cause at first, like I, you know, you know how it is. We we jump out there. We we thinking about making a profit, making a profit. Yeah, yeah. So it was every day for me. I was meal prepping every day. Man, Rick could tell you, I was taking on clients. I just finished doing thirty people. Two people asked me to cook tomorrow. Yeah. Knowing I should say you should wait till next week. I'm gonna go get them two people. Got knock it out. You know, yeah. So, um, that that became just my life, you know. And I was noticing that it was an impact and an effect of my training, mm-hmm. but not to a a, a uh, a degree where I wasn't getting to the gym yeah. because I was trapping out Rick's spot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so your pickups was at the gym. So I'm always at the gym. For sure. But I wasn't working out with the intensity as he needed me to to do to reach the goals that he had set for me as gotcha. far as not only personal goals, but if I wanted to do this bodybuilding thing. Yeah. Which was a whole nother level that I wanted to tap into because I knew what bodybuilding would do for entrepreneurship. Yeah. If you can do that, mm-hmm. you can do anything. Sure. You know, the level of intensity, the level of sacrifice, y'all train, it's unreal. You like, you know, I was married at the time when I first started. Your wife gonna hate you for a minute, your yeah. daughter gonna feel the family feel neglected. You know, they just don't know why we got to eat this or why are you cooking separate food? You know, yeah. so th- that's planning. Everything had to be planned out because I wanted to balance both sides of that as well. For sure. You know, but I tell I take it back to the entrepreneurship, right? Me, me jumping into entrepreneurship, I always feel like I had the perfect job. Okay. You know, some people always want to start up and they may have family. They had capital. Somebody left them some money, life insurance. We ain't got them options. For sure. You know what you're saying? Sure. Kids from Orange Mound, you know what I'm saying? Rick being from, from the north side. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, we the ones that got the life insurance policies now. So I, mm-hmm. I wasn't left any money. And even if I was, I'm the youngest of all the grandchildren. Me and DeMario, the, the last two. Gotcha. You know, we the last. So all of the money was used up. So I knew the only way I could jump into entrepreneurship if I had a job where I wasn't working as much, mm-hmm. but it still gave me everything I needed. My auntie, my mom. Firefighting. It's the only, yeah. only thing you can do. You still can get 52-hour work weeks, even though you only work 24-hour days three times. Got gotcha. you. 52-hour work week. You know, so I had my own self-backing okay. you know, with the time and, the you know, the, the the capability to actually start, have my own startup, you know, because it's unlimited overtime for me being special ops. 
you are the only guys that can work at those three stations. Mm -hmm. People in the city can't work at them unless they've been in special ops. Gotcha. Most guys that have been in special ops get ready to retire, don't want to come back over there. Gotcha. So I already knew that I could work extra hours to fund myself. Yeah. But what does that do? Take time away from family, take time away from business, thinking, everything. Absolutely. You know, so um, I had to figure that out as well. So once I got enough capital to start, I just started doing hand over fist. I was only making pennies, you know, yeah, like yeah. building the clientele up. Really, I didn't have to build any clientele. I would see people with, with, with my first business. Yeah. Rick had all the clients. Okay. They didn't have any food or anybody to cook the food. So I would tell people with that business, it was easy. Yeah. Like it was just what y'all need. Here go the plans. I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't have to market anything. I actually think I, I didn't start marketing with like six months after, like we was just six months in. I'm just cooking. Bro, I tell people all the time, man, it's so interesting what you're saying. I tell people, man, that, you know, if you're looking to be an entrepreneur, of course, our goal as entrepreneurs, our number one goal is to solve problems. Correct. Right? The second thing is find some, we, we always want to recreate the wheel, and sometimes it's not necessary. Find a niche that's already out there. Rick already had clients. Rick already had a gym. He was already successful. But, you know what I'm saying, what's there something that you can bring to the table to help you know what I'm saying, help him go to the next level. And in doing that, you create your own way. So basically, there was already a huge niche that was already there. But within that niche, you can identify other areas that you can improve on as an entrepreneur. And that sounds like, you know what I'm saying, what you did. Yeah, I, I started to understand, like, it wasn't just about the food. I needed to understand what the food was doing to people. I needed to understand uh, the types of people that I actually was dealing with, the demographic of people, like, how can I introduce things that they've never seen before? And you know how our people are, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if it's new under the sun, they think it tastes nasty. They think, yeah. already think a healthy lifestyle is frozen broccoli pops and water all day. So what was your mindset on that whole product development? Because that is, that's interesting. And that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about when you talked about meal prep, because I've attempted unsuccessfully. And this is what you see chicken all day you know what i'm saying you and by the time you done did that for two or three weeks not even two or three weeks i'm lying as you done did that for two or three days you're like well i don't want chicken no more so coming up with a formula to make sure that the food is good is huge you know what i'm saying so talk to me about that man i got you i i, I, I use the same formula that i use kind of for entrepreneurship i don't have to get it right every time i have to get better and I'm still gonna see that same success. So even with, with, with the food, I'm not needing you to execute. I need you to make better choices. Okay. I don't need you to execute just this one specific thing. And this was, I'm sticking to. No, first of all, I need to change your habits. Damn. I need to change your mindset about what is actually healthy. Yeah. Healthy is better than what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you're the healthiest. Mm -hmm. You're just healthier than when you were. For sure. You know, so. What I used to do was take like, okay, cool. Typically I ask a person, so what are you doing for That's a day-to-day -day basis? Man, yeah. And they'll be like, well, I don't eat, you know, my first meal until noon. Ooh, wow. But there, there's one thing. Okay. It's not about what you're eating for breakfast. I need you to eat breakfast. Okay. Just to see generally how your body's going to respond now from this new energy that is given, this mm -hmm. new, this new resource of food that is given at this certain okay. time of day. I don't care what it is. I used to tell people at first, like, I don't do it anymore. Tell them at first. I just need you to eat breakfast. Yeah. I don't care what it is. I don't want you to be sluggish during the day. I don't want your body actually getting thrown off because you're making it weight, because you've, you're, a lot of times people don't understand the body is the most sophisticated computer on the planet. Brain in the body. I, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Stomach tells we the brain what to do. understand it. No, they don't. <laughs> Stomach tells the brain what to do, and it sends out all orders everywhere. 
I said, if I can get your stomach brain in order and align with your mind, then we can find ways to just sneak food in, yeah. to sneak the proper food in that you actually may need and things that you like. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, a lot of people only associate health with what they see, yeah. not what they know. For sure. You know, and I tell people, what do you order when you go to restaurants? You know, just say five-star restaurants here. I'm going to get, you know, the steak. Steak, yeah. Steak is on the healthy menu. It just depends on how it's prepared. I'm going to get the salmon. Salmon's on the healthy menu. It just depends on how it's prepared. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that you already know, we can take it and make it into a healthy system. Got it. It's just portion control, timing, mm-hmm. and we got to make sure just a lot of, a lot of backstreet loopholes are in order, like water in, got supplementation you. in. For sure. You know, it's just not overdoing it. So I used to just take what people actually were already doing and put structure with it, okay. you know, and telling them, you know, we need to hit these marks before we try to start to execute something that's already thrown off. Like gotcha. you're eating at 12 and you're working out with Rick at eight, it's not beneficial to either one of you guys, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because the body's gonna keep up, gonna figure out, okay, cool, we don't have any energy, we gonna need to hold this food from yesterday that you ate. Mm. And because I need you to go, I need energy, it's gonna yeah, pull yeah, from yeah, your man. man, it's gonna pull from your carbs. You don't have any from this morning, that Rick needs to utilize or work to get you through this workout or any trainer that you're dealing with, body's metabolism then is going to be impacted and affected. Now your gut bacteria is going to be like, what's going on? See, man, I got the emoji face right now where your mind's just blown, <laughs> like all of this stuff because you never consider it. You know, of course, that's not my profession, mm-hmm. but to, to hear, you know what I'm saying, that how in-depth you can go about this, man. Oh, it's, it's crazy. What do some of the meals look like? You mentioned like steak, salmon, like. Oh man, I go crazy. I mean, at one time, <laughs> what do you mean? I'm doing lobster tails. I'm going crazy. Oh wow. Okay. It, it, so we can do. Okay. This seafood. It just depends on how. It depends prepared. on how it's prepared. And even if it's just take it for, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. I remember when my dad was helping me meal prep. We a barbecue. We do one go sauce, but we grill everything. Okay. All of that is protein. Protein. We just doing we're doing meats, certain okay. proteins. So. I would like, I'll take, take, I'll, like, how about meal prep is set up right now? Like, you have a list of proteins, you have a list of vegetables, a list of, you know, fibers, carbs, everything's listed, sectioned off. Yeah. You know, and you can go through and pick. Like, my meals, salmon, green beans, stir fried rice, shrimp, um, cauliflower rice from sweet potatoes. I take it all the way to vegetable pastas. Do sweet potato crust pizza. Yeah, it's man. a lot of things that I could do. I didn't bring anything, man, with you today. <laughs> I got you next time. For sure. Next time. But I tell people like it, a, a lot of stuff on your day to day. If you are cooking, mm-hmm. is in your in, is is at your disposable. Is I have to just see what you're doing. And even when you go into the restaurant, me and Rick can teach people how to order at the restaurant. No butter, no oil. You oh, know, man, y'all taking it to a whole other level. Yeah, we'll yeah. teach you how to order from the restaurant. You know, just like my clients will call me on dates, literally, or call me when they're out with their family. Yo, we're we 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 in we in, we in Miami. I'm in such and such. I'm in Nobu. What can I get? Send me in. Send me in. And I'll be like, What you feeling? It's your birthday, whatever. And I just we'll run it down. I tell them I what I already know because I have their biometric screen and I have their numbers. I have everything. Cause I, I do I do modern blood tests, you know, lipid panel structure, stuff like that. Test the sugar. I know my clients, you know, just as well as Ricky know his clients. I know what you can and cannot have. Gotcha. You know, but even if I know it's your birthday, I may let you, you know, but I'm going to also tell you the consequence. Yeah. You know, but I know my clients to this space to where I'm going to be like, you, you can have this, you can have this, you can have this, you can have this. It's not just this is off the table. For sure. You know, 
um, learning how your body responds to certain things is 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 a unique thing as well. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't know. I know what dairy does to my mm-hmm. body. I know what pork does. To my I'm 18 years old pork, but I know what it would do to my body. Gotcha. Because it's so oily. Because of the dense bacteria that's in it, I know what it will do. Gotcha. You know, uh, this understanding the compound density of certain foods, flavonoids, rosane, trisaccharides, chlorophyll. Mm-hmm. You know, certain things in foods. A lot of people just see food. And they count macros. Yeah. I see food and I'd be like, nope, can't have that because this oil density is matched with this. You're already going to put it in olive oil that's going to up that and sure. it's going to cause a possible personal hypertension, clog circulatory issues with the arteries. Gotcha. Because, and if it's a beef, now we got a breakdown issue because that takes about 72 hours, 48 to 72 hours to actually digest. So I'm looking at things far, far beyond just counting macros because, like I said, I'm dealing with people with pre-existing conditions. I need to understand what this is going to do to your body. Okay. Not necessarily what it's going to do to you get to a goal, but how can you safely intake this, digest this, and it be healthy for you to help you go on about your daily day. For sure, man. That's dope. Let me ask you this, man, because uh, this is just a wealth, both of y'all, you and Rick, just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to, you know what I'm saying, the health, the fitness industry, nutrition, all of that stuff. So we're talking to entrepreneurs, you know what I'm saying? So I do consulting and I talk to entrepreneurs all the time. Mm-hmm. My phone, that's all we talk about is entrepreneurship. And what we're looking to achieve is peak performance in everything that we do, How, or at least peak performers, you know what I'm saying, I always try to figure out how can they run harder. We were talking about David Goggins. Yeah. So I like dealing with people like that, that I always try to push themselves to the next level. So once you think about like nutrition and you think about entrepreneurship, Sometimes uh, one of the things that we have challenges with, we have these long days. We don't have time to stop, break, eat right, do all of these things. What would you, and I know you would probably have to do the, the proper screenings and things like that to properly, you know what I'm saying, suggest on an individual basis, but just on a general basis, what can entrepreneurs consume to increase their energy so that they can start tapping? Oh, you know I'm going to go. I want to smooth the company. Okay. I'm going to start with smooth as first. Okay. Because there's a possibility that you can get all the things nourished from your your carbs, your proteins, depending on which smoothie we choose, your energy, your fiber optics, everything that you actually need, depending. And that is, it's a quick on-the-go thing. Rick will tell you in the morning, possibly, we're going to go with a protein shake. Gotcha. You know, have things that are readily accessible. Also, plan. It's about what's important. Okay. I know your entrepreneurship is important. I know our day-to-day objectives are important, but you cannot do anything if you have not given your body what it needs to function at the highest level possible as an entrepreneur, as a nurse, as a day-to-day business person, you have to give your body fuel. Gotcha. Because other than that, we're running our fumes. I always tell entrepreneurs like, you know where we come from, <laughs> how we start. Imagine if we start an entrepreneurship not under duress, yeah. not under the stress that we had. It got us to where we was at. For sure. But imagine if we didn't have that stress. <laughs> That's exactly what the, you're doing to your body when you're going without eating, your body's under stress. It's trying to find the energy. It's trying to find the protein, the carbs to pull from, to give it what it needs. Like if you're standing up giving a presentation, you haven't eaten, your body's sitting there like, for sure, know what he want us to do. Like we have nothing to pull from. So like you can have things readily accessible. Smoothies would be your first choice. Okay. Always get your supplements in the morning as well, cause supplementation also will give you certain things. Ricky had the best veggie peel supplement I've ever seen. Okay. Gives two serving sizes of us uh, veggies, just in case you can't actually consume veggies, because I know a lot of clients that I had couldn't consume green veggies. Okay. Because of the photosynthesis process, they'll swell up to a certain density that was just unbearable. Yeah. Gave Ricky product, got your protein with it. 
is that good for kids? The uh, the vibe? I was there for the Because look, I got it was chewables. I got a I got a client for mm-hmm. you. She's nine years old, and vegetables <laughs> are the enemy. <laughs> like we could we could do the vegetable powder as well. We can put it in the water, or we can hide it in the shakes of the smoothies. Okay. Um, I do elderberry gummies. I do uh, elderberry is a is a hot topic now. I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. what does that do for you. Elderberry is also indigenous to Memphis. Mm. Yes, the elderberry bush is also purple. Elderberry bush is also indigenous in Memphis. Shout out to uh, Bobby Rich and Black Seeds Farms. Okay, um, yeah. but yeah, 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 that's cool. But uh, elderberry is immune building, uh, most definitely good for ventricle opening. Um, or dealing with this time right now with this weather going up and down, up okay. and down. So uh, a wonderful immune booster, amazing amount of vitamin C, vitamin D, mm-hmm. um, and it also depends on how you get it in. I do uh, uh, organic gummy. Okay. Um, that's uh, a complex vitamin C, elderberry. So, uh, but I also do kids supplements as well. I got multivitamins for the kids. You know, th- that is one major thing that we also can try to get in in the morning. Get your supplements in. If you're on the go, this we can help with proper snacking. Yeah. Okay, proper and that's snacking. that's the thing, man. Always being on the go, it is difficult to find out how to eat because even right now, if you look around the studio, there's not you know what I'm saying restaurants around here. There's not a lot of options. Are there? It depends on what you th- what you know. Okay, like, that may be the biggest thing. It's not that there is options; is the education. Piece. Correct, mm-hmm. correct. And I and look, I see Chipotle. Yeah, I see Babalu. Okay. I see Bosco's. Mm-hmm. I know what to order off the menu. Got, it. and that's what we actually do. Like we uh, said last time, me and Rick, me and Rick take people to Croak, take okay. Creek and go go through the whole aisle and let you know some of the stuff that you actually think is healthy may not be as healthy as you think. Mm-hmm. Because you have to read the ingredient. Gotcha. Like they like to put these labels on things. No sugar added. Yeah, no sugar added from what's already in here. And then what kind of sugar's in here? Oh, okay. yeah. It's, it's, I they don't necessarily mean you know lamb sugar. It could be supplemental sugar from uh, uh, acetate. It could be from uh, a lot of those uh, faulty ingredient additive based sugars okay. that actually don't digest well. The bacteria in your stomach doesn't break them down. Mm. Actually, the bacteria has to wait to ferment the sugar. Then it can come break it down. Okay. But if it's not real sugar, what a what happens? Like, where is it? Like, a oh. So you got to reiterate what he said so that if so he, he's telling me he's telling me uh, <laughs> so we got Rick in the studio. Rick the studio. <laughs> so he's telling me about like products or typically I can say some of the juices that we choose that says no added sugars or sugar added. Okay, you know these products are loaded full of additive based compounds, a lot of syrup based. Uh, dense sugars. Uh, what's the word? Syrup. I'm trying to think about fructose. Fructose, okay. corn syrup. I've heard of fructose. Um, well, a yeah. lot of this stuff, you know, we we make, we natives of Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Queen. When they make their uh, when they make their slushes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, sh- sh- yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's that's flavoring that yeah. actually is in some of these juices. There's no way possible that some of these banana flavored juices can taste that banana way. Yeah, it's impossible. Where they get their bananas from? Yeah, you know. Um, so you have to watch that. You also have to watch the ingredients as far as the uh, the, the sugar gram gramage. You know, mm-hmm. like if you're looking at something that's anything for me, if it's over 30 grams of sugar, it's a no go. It's a no go because you got to look at calorie density, protein density. Um, I've seen drinks that are 56 grams of sugar, mm-hmm. 1.8 protein. Wow. What are we doing? Bro, <laughs> well, it's this new, uh, I'm not going to name the company, but it's like no, a popular uh, tea company that's out. And they have different flavors. They have sweet, 
Uh, then they got extra sweet. Mm -hmm. And dude, once you taste this thing, it's like you drinking straight sugar. Mm -hmm. that, well, I was gonna name another, but I'm not gonna say it. It's, a, it's another popular company yeah. that sells a sweet tea that a lot of people, uh, you know, they consume, man, and that thing is crazy. Let me ask you, go ahead, I'm sorry. Honestly, with it, and I just want you guys to be careful, you know, the flavoring sometimes is far more dense than the sugar. Don't get it twisted. Um, as a clinical dietary nutritionist, I am not saying white sugar is bad. There is not, because Dr. Mike Gregor, all these other people have put people on white sugar diets. <laughs> when people start fault, fault, like filtering the sugars and messing with them and putting all these additive-based compounds in them and these fake sugars, this that's the issue. Like I, I tell people all the time, we necessarily don't know if sugar causes diabetes mm -hmm. because as a healthcare professional, I can't do a, a boot camp to where I'm doing a science experiment. I can't give you sugar. Mm -hmm. It means I will be giving you, it'd be unethical. Yeah. But I do know that the fat it all correlates in the, 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 the overweight this correlates with that as far as diabetes. Okay. You know, so technically I won't say sugar because then I'm saying apples. Yeah. Give you diabetes. Grapes will give you I would never say that. Mm -hmm. Now, overuses of faulty sugars and things like um, yams, juice, and the, the <laughs> stuff like that. Like I talked about on my page the other day. Yes, now that sugar, of course. What are they doing? This six sticks of butter. You know, you've seen wow. these videos when they're pouring two, three cups of sugar. That's excessive. Yeah. But I will never tell you that a watermelon sweet sugar will give you diabetes. Gotcha. The correlation of the excessiveness, yes, of course. The correlation of the fructose, of the 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 fat in mm -hmm. the food, yes, of course. Gotcha. So, man, uh, transitioning kind of back towards entrepreneurship, man, I, uh, of course, been watching a lot of the stuff that you guys have been doing. And I've noticed that you're taking on a lot more events. You're doing booths. You're doing... You know, said different things like that. Like, what is the mindset behind putting your brand out there, and what results, what success have you been seeing from it? Okay. Um, like I said at the beginning, I wanted to be a one-stop shop, right? Uh huh. You know, I, I started off doing meal prep, and I know I knew that was going to have to send me into a whole lane of school uh, certifications, online licenses, courses, and stuff like that. Um, taking on these corporate contracts was similar to that. Okay. I knew that. I couldn't bring everything in the door as your favorite nutritionist. What started to get me in the door was Z Fresh Smoothies. Okay. Because a lot of these corporate events, a lot of these uh, government contracts have me there during work and production hours. Okay. Like MLGW, when I was there, they, they didn't shut down. What can I bring to a health fair or to a conference that they're having when they're having people in that they could take with them, that they could actually use in meetings, that they could actually have when they're sitting there? smoothest yeah. which also gives them 100 percent nourishment of what they need per my smoothest okay i do cold press and full fruit uh and veggie juice some people just only do cold press juices which kind of loses the fiber octa density okay and some people only do the full um fruit. what's the difference between cold press is strictly just um uh, taking let's say if i took a watermelon took a peach and i extracted all of the juice only, okay you know Barely any pulp, no seeds, no nothing. Okay. That's cold press. That's kind of like a juicer? Correct. Okay. And to me, everything is in a smoothie. Okay. People, they, the people just love to separate for market value, of course. But um, I do cold press juices, of course, but I also use the cold press juice, like for my Lean Mean, which is my biggest seller, the corn and fat burner by beautiful people at Ricky's Gym. Um, I do cold press orange juice, fresh squeeze all the oranges, and I use that with my pineapple, spinach, and all the herbs that I actually use, and combine the two to get 100% quality and density 
of what it needs you to do. But I knew those smoothies would get me into the building. Actually, yeah. Sam gave it a play. Okay. I know he was like, you can't come in just as your favorite nutritionist because why aren't other nutritionists doing this as well? What do you have that could possibly get you into the building that can lead these up into conversation? What does this smoothie do? How do you know what to do? For sure. I already had the whole bag of, I know what, I'm your favorite nutritionist. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. can tell you why it does what it does, mm -hmm. but I knew that this was gonna be the thing that took me in for the open conversation. Okay. You know, and like I said, that was kind of one of the first things that started um, in the beginning. People that actually couldn't take on the food, I needed to create something that they actually still could take in to get them there. Okay. You know, that was the smoothest. Gotcha. Same things with supplements. I do take my supplements as well. Those got me in the door as well because it's a different aspect that hasn't been tapped as much. And to me and Ricky, pretty much, I'm not going to lie, some of the top guys that are, are entrepreneurs that are yeah. stepping into that lane. Right. And, and, you know, that's it's true because when I see, like, the way that you guys are moving, contracts, government contracts, doing these things as a nutritionist, something I've never seen before. Correct. And that's kind of my, that's my next question. Like, what does that look like? What does contracts do for your business? What's the whole play behind it? Well, first of all, all these companies have budgets, uh -huh. health budgets. Okay. Contingent upon if they want to use them. Had no we, idea. We saw, we saw the big use. We just didn't, we didn't correlate the two. When Michelle Obama went into the schools, uh -huh. contract, contract. When she changed the whole dynamic of how they eat, which they don't, oh, okay. you know what I'm saying? Okay. That, that was, some of the schools using the money, wow, you know, but a lot of companies have these, you know, they have, they just don't know how to use them. They don't know what's available. Um, if they're having a health fair during hours, they don't know what they can do. It's real quick. Mm -hmm. I got the smoothies. I can bring some meals, of course, if I wanted to, but I just typically bring the smoothies out. What that does is open an eye up that there is something out there that could collectively help me go out through the day that's easily, readily accessible, that is fresh, it's, it's nourishing, and um, it can help me on the day-to-day -day journey to get better with my healthy choices. For sure. Now, that also opens up a conversation to who is bringing the smoothie? Yeah. What does he do? How is his background connected to these? Mm -hmm. Well, we start having that conversation about certain things like, okay, so this pineapple mango smoothie, what would it do for me? You know how people are. Yeah. Everyone always likes in the health field to associate themselves with everyone else. In individual aspects, we don't want to be like nobody. Yeah. So why would health you try? What does this do for her? I want to know what it did for her. You not her. Why you asking what it do for her? Yeah, you don't know her stresses. Yeah. You don't have, or possibly have more children. You don't know if she has children. Your body may not respond the same. Yeah. But I can tell you what the compounds do. Mm -hmm. Pineapple mango, for example, double anti-inflammatory that will help infl inflammatory issues going on in the gut area, subcutaneous fat, visceral fat. I can tell you dynamically what it does. Yeah. That is a whole nother conversation because most people just tell you this is gonna help you lose weight. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna tell you that, bro. That is interesting uh, because it's it's true. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people we like to look at what other people are doing and kind of mimic that, but we are all different and unique. You Correct. Know? And even in the entrepreneur space, that's what I see. I don't mm -hmm. see a lot of originality. No. Uh, you know, people are looking at what other people are doing and they're trying to recreate. It. And I think it's because of social media culture, uh, which brings me to like my next transitional question. With this whole entrepreneur culture, what do you see, just in your opinion, uh, some entrepreneurs are doing that are not creating success for them? Like, what is that one thing that those entrepreneurs should shift their perspective on? Or, or let me ask it better like this. If you was to start all the way over, all the success that you've been able to generate, what would be the one thing, knowing what you know now, that you will focus on that would allow you to create success a whole lot quicker? What nobody else is doing? 
Okay. Finding the uniqueness in what I'm doing. In nutrition, for one, um, as an entrepreneur, in the South, it's unheard of. Mm-hmm. It's unheard of. Like, you know, typically, you know, most people think I'm a trainer. I always tell people, um, from an entrepreneur standpoint and a business standpoint, I would never step in my brother's lane. Mm-hmm. He is a master trainer. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. I know how to lift weights. I know how to body be and I know how to follow instruction. Gotcha. I know nutrition that is not separated in the South. So what I did was focused on it from a completely different dynamic. Mm-hmm. What does the food do to the body? Okay. How are people functioning? What are people missing? What do people know? What do people don't know? Like collectively find out what's going on with the people that are in search of the knowledge that you actually can provide mm-hmm. or that you that you know they need. You know, so what I tried to what I tried to do was find out the uniqueness in everything that I did. What is the difference from just giving somebody a plain diet? So I turned it into a unique thing. Okay, I need to do full vital setups. I need to do full biometric screenings. We need to do measurements. We need to do blood sugar checks. We need to do uh, everything. O2 saturations. I made everything unique about my business. And that's what I think a lot of people in this business are not doing. They're trying to piggyback on someone else's success. And they don't know that person had a time. That person had a vibe. That person had something unique about them that made them successful. For sure. Also, the one thing I noticed about probably all of us, excuse my language, I ain't had no blueprint. Yeah. I ain't had no blueprint. Yeah. There is no blueprint it's to do what truth, I do. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm figuring this shit and figuring it out as a talent, people. Figuring it out as a talent. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And because there was no one I could ask. I always tell Rick from the beginning, I was going to talk to doctors. Yeah. I was going to talk to trainers. I was going to talk to um, cardiologists. Mm-hmm. I was going to talk to people that just own business to figure out how I could galvanize all this information into one to figure out what it is I'm trying to do. You know, because I went to go talk to Dr. Chapman. Went to yeah. talk to Dr. Sabin's grandfather's family. Mm-hmm. Went to go talk to also the people on the mm-hmm. the 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 corporate side, uh, the quote unquote hospital doctors and things on the Western Eye philosophy side to figure out, okay, what's missing? Yeah. What's missing from what my people are looking for? Not only my people, people that are in search of all of this information. For sure. I'm not just picking up where somebody left off. I'm trying to create something completely different. And I believe that's what all of us has done in this lane, found found separation. For sure. Found Man, look, I wanna I wanna see if we can tap into this mindset because as an entrepreneur, what when you're saying these things, I'm in my mind, I'm like, bro, who gave you permission to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like who gave you permission to go into these places? And the truth is you don't need permission, but there's uh entrepreneurs out there that will wait for the permission. Like, bro, what did the mindset come in that says if I'm gonna make this successful, I don't have no blueprint. I gotta go out there and figure out the blueprint. And then to take the course of actions that you took, like where did that mindset come from? Honestly, I mean, this came from um, being, I've always been the light in the room. I can, I can, I can change whatever energy is in the room, I can, I can adapt to it. For sure. Uh, being, uh, like I said, I was one of the youngest scholarship presidents for Southwest Tennessee Community College, and it was based off how um, the great Mary McDaniel, first African-American vice president for FedEx, mm-hmm. saw me. She saw me. She's like, I'm, I'm watching you. Everyone is gravitating to how you maneuver in, from table to table. Mm-hmm. So I did the same thing. I was going in these offices, and I was just first asking questions. Yeah. You know, um, and they weren't used to Big black guy coming in, yeah, asking yeah. questions about health. I did my homework though. I knew what to ask. For sure. And I knew what not to ask because sometimes you can overly ask too many questions and people kind of get 
Well, what, what is he doing? What is he trying to do? Yeah. yeah. Especially in the South, you know, people always think you're trying to infringe upon their success. And in actuality, no, dude, I'm trying to figure out what my success is. Absolutely. You know, so I didn't I didn't actually have permission. You know, I kind of used what I had. Uh, like me being a transplant patient, I went and picked the brains of all of the nephrologists. Yeah. And they kind of word of mouth, yo, I got a guy that's coming by. He's a student. Can you give him some information on this, 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 this? Gotcha. You know, and if you're not even in that lane, use what you know. Pretty sure, like for me, I asked everybody I knew that was in the medical field at my church. Yeah. I asked everybody that I knew that I went to college with. Do you know somebody I can talk to, tap in with? Got on social media. I remember I used to put questions out there like okay. I knew them already. Yeah. I didn't know them. I just <laughs> asked the questions to see if somebody would answer. I asked Rick, yo, who you know that I can talk to? Yeah. And I also picked this brand because he was already light years ahead of me That's in this field. And, you know, so I just always ask questions. You know, you have to find out. Some kind of way. Either people gonna say no, they're gonna say yes. I'm pretty sure. Man, that's crazy. That's dope, yeah. Understand or well, if they value already the premise that you had behind you, like Correct. You gotta re you gotta repeat it for yeah. So so re re talking about <laughs> like uh for lack of better terms, street street credibility. For sure. As far and then street street credibility just not necessarily means from the streets. It means reputational value. What your reputation means, what your name means, not, you're correct. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna pop my. Shit. I've been popular for a very long time. Do your thing. You know, in in many waves of life. You know what I'm saying? Especially decades. It's always funny when we go out to certain events. Sometimes, um, I back in the day when I, me and Rick first started hanging, or either when I'm with people that I hang with now, or they be like, man, how you know everybody? I've lived in several decades. Yeah. I've always <laughs> was out at the club when I wasn't supposed to be. Like, denim and diamond ain't our era. Yeah. Why I can tell you about it. I was there. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I had connections with the DJs uh, at the time. Larry was taking me and little Tim to the club, and I was making relationships. You know what I'm saying? And I always did good by other people. So I always tell people, your reputation value, sometimes your name is speaking the truth about you before you even get in the room. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I always tell people, make sure your reputation, make sure your name good out here. Yeah. And like people started to gravitate to me because they already had a relationship with like, yo, this is a good dude. It's a smart cat. Mm -hmm. You know, he's always been up on the up. So when I ask these questions or when I ask other people to ask me these like like could I could I get in the room with somebody? Yeah. Oh of course. Oh, that, that ain't no, that but your name is already good. Correct. And they also knew I was gonna return the favor. For sure. I was overturned back. And man, that's that's the key. And you said a couple of things, bro. Uh, if I can remember all of them. But one of the things that you said that really stood out to me is um, you already possess the skill, you know what I'm saying, to, of likability, if yeah. I can just kind of sum it up. And I take that, and when I think about entrepreneurs, sometimes we try to develop skills that other people have. But truly, we all have individual skills that if we just tapped into what's unique to us, we can create that massive success that you have. And because you tapped into your likability and you used that to go in and out of places to create more relationships that then, you know what I'm saying, allowed you to get the education that you needed to be able to grow, put the blueprint together for mm -hmm. your business. And then you said another thing was you tapped into uh, Rick, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying, who already had a wealth of knowledge. A lot of people don't have circles, man, that they can tap into uh, with other individuals that have information that can kind of help us pull together. And I thought this, you know, those things that you said, I think are pretty, pretty key in entrepreneurship. Even if you don't have the circle, right? You gotta be confident to tap into yourself. Okay. You know, I, I tell people all the time, uh, my dad to tell people, 
They'd be like, yo, your son's so talented. Like, he can do this, he can do this. Like, I grew up playing five instruments. I grew up singing, grew up playing basketball, baseball, okay. football. Um, graduated, you know, at one of the top of my classes in firefighter school, you know, high school, college, became the first scholarship president, first to do what I'm doing in business and doing yeah. the way I'm doing it. That's a testament to who I am confidently as myself. My daddy gave me a gift and untapped it very early. I'm great at making sure my reputation is all right. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with me being talented in all those fields. Exactly. If my name is on the line, I'm going to destroy who's on the other end. I'm destroy. That's, that's the only, that is my greatest gift. I always knew like, yo, your name on the line. Oh, I'm gonna go hard. I'm gonna go up there. I never wanted to be a firefighter. I was the best out there though. Yeah. Because my name was on the line. Or even even they make sure your name on the line in the firefighter, your name on the back of everything, your name on the shirt. Yeah. So sure. that they that's what they see. So even with basketball, your name on jerseys. That's mm -hmm. what they see. Football, same. You know, um, being in, in orchestras like you are your own instrument. Yeah. I always was just taught, yo, be the best version of yourself. That way you ain't worried about competing with nobody. I'm not looking to the left, I'm not looking to the right. I'm gonna be looking directly here which I always practice in front of mirrors. I always dribbled in front of mirrors. Yeah. I always talked to myself in front of mirrors. I always was in competition with myself. Bro, you was born for this, man. Because everything that you're saying that you grew up doing was things that, you know what I'm saying, I had to develop in college. Mm -hmm. Like coming from, you know what I'm saying, Memphis or whatnot, then going up to the UT chat, uh, and then just kind of finding myself and deciding, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur. Those skills of self-affirmation, talking to myself in the mirror, like these are things that I learned way later in the game so to hear you know what i'm saying you grew up with that foundation man that's pretty cool it, it was it was it was different it was unique uh it's funny like i'm a very likable individual i ain't like people when i was younger <laughs> i feel like a lot of things was slow like even everybody i hung, hung around were older you know all my cousins had me at the, like i just said at the club too early yeah you know so i saw things uh very fast so i always knew that I wanted to be beyond what just was around my environment, which was going to school day to day, seeing the same stuff, repetitive information. I was like, this just can't be it. This yeah. can't be life. There's more to this. You know, and the first entrepreneur I actually knew um, that was close to me was Sam. Okay. So he was always in my ear about, yo, cause it's bigger than this. Yeah. Like these books, they, he said, everyone has learned this information. He used to always tell me this, everyone learns this information. So if you're going to college, how many people are going to college? Like, cause I was, uh, I'm a psych yes, major, graduate with a psych degree. Okay. He was like, how many people you think graduated with that same psych degree at your school? He was like, this, he would take a hundred. Mm -hmm. How many colleges in Tennessee? How many colleges in the state? <laughs> he just keep on saying, yeah. all of y'all class, whatever class you graduate, are going for the same jobs? Yeah. Nah. This, Somebody ain't gonna make it. Somebody not gonna make it. Yeah. So he was like, what else do you have? You have gifts, bro. I've seen them. Yeah. He said, I've seen your belief in yourself when you didn't even have no money in your pocket. You talking? I thought you had 10 G's in your back pocket. Yeah. You know, he said, because your confidence level was so high about your assurance of self and the capabilities of getting done what you set your mind to. Yeah. Uh, I believe I can do anything I put my mind to. So how do entrepreneurs develop that, man? Is it... it I know you grew up with it. Uh, for me, I had to read, study, do a lot of stuff. In your opinion, what's the best way for an entrepreneur to develop that self-esteem in themselves, their belief, their confidence to go out and do what they need to do to be successful? Well, first of all, coming into entrepreneurships, that is one level of assurance. You have to be assured yourself. If no one's assured of you, how are they going to believe in your company? Well, so you need to find that within self first. 
Never go into a situation, especially with entrepreneurships or relationships, thinking this is going to make you hold. Mm. You need to find that within yourself first so you can find that inside power when nobody else believed. Y'all know how this is? Yeah. Ain't nobody believe in what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, My sure. parents had no idea what I was doing. They didn't believe. Wife didn't believe. Yeah. My brother was like, I don't know what he doing. That's a part of it, though. I believe, though. Yeah. It didn't care. You know, and I saw within myself, yo, this is what I'm actually going to die about because this is going to help people. Mm -hmm. You know, as an entrepreneur, not only am I helping myself be able to be financially sound and help my family, you know, like I was telling you about what I did for, this is the first year, you know, I feel like I'm financially, mentally, physically, and spiritually aligned. Yeah. Usually we got the money, you mad about something over here, we mentally not sound at the house. Yeah, for sure. Usually you spiritually wealthy, you broke as mm -hmm. This is the first year, like, man, I spent so much money, probably 10, 15 grand this, this, this Christmas. Okay. On everybody. And that's without getting my dad's truck. I told you about my dad's truck. So, like, he don't know. This is uh, one of the cool perks, man, of being an entrepreneur that something we don't necessarily start the business uh, for that. A lot of times, businesses are started out of necessity. Correct. Because there's a lack of finances. You know what I'm saying? You got to figure out a way to bring in more income. But, if you have enough vision, man, and you can see past it, there are some great benefits that come along man, with being an entrepreneur. It came, like, I'm going to tell you about the truck situation. Okay. It came from an idea that actually everything turns back around to my circle. Mm -hmm. Me and Rick. <laughs> Rick, well, Rick wanted me to do a smoothie truck yeah. so bad <laughs> because he seen his vision. Okay. I see it now. I didn't see it at first because I'm like, yo, what if I'm not there? He's like, I'm going to run it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, we both, you know, had jeeps he was like man we just hook up to the smoothie van cool he was like some days you're not working man we, our, our dads can run it you know they yep. both retire do what they do on their own get their own business do it. so i was like cool and I, was, I i flipped it by my dad and i was like yo what do you think about this idea he was like cool man but you know y'all don't want to do y'all jeeps like that you might need a truck yeah and i was like yeah i'm gonna need a truck and I kind of told Rick, and Rick was like, cool, well, we'll get a truck, but Rick is still on, let's get the, let's get the smoothie. Let's get the smoothie. <laughs> you know, so I was like, cool, man. And it was just like, and this was what, maybe last year we was talking about this? Last year we were talking about this. I don't know what God and the ancestors did this year. Yeah. Everything we kind of talked about, we can do, well, honestly, like at this space, me and Rick can go probably about two, three smoothie trucks. Like, mm -hmm. It's just, it's timing is right. For sure. And this year, happened happened for me and i would say for him like the contracts were coming back to back to back it was mgw it was matter it was helena signa shelby county fired in shelby county government was like yo we want to get in yeah. shelby county sheriff you ain't gonna leave us out yeah it was just was coming mm -hmm. even smaller companies that i i mean i got just got a deal for 15 more contracts i ain't said nothing no wow. i just got a deal for 15 new contracts i gotta go have a uh dinner meeting uh next week okay you know and my dad was like, all I kept hearing my dad was like, yeah, man, just get a truck. I work, I work it when y'all, when Rick can't work it, I work it. Mm -hmm. Opportunity came. I said, you know what? You ain't gonna be driving my truck <laughs> when you pull this smooth, man. So I went in and just bought him a truck, you yeah. know? And I didn't even think of it as a gift. I thought of it as he gonna need a truck when he pulling it, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? This is another entrepreneur endeavor for him or just believing in his son, not even if he's thinking it as an entrepreneur endeavor. He's like, I just believe in my son. I'm seeing for sure. work. I'm seeing I want to help. I want to be around him. And he even said something, you know, we don't, we don't like talk to our parents like this. He's like, yo, these are my latter years, bro. I just want to be around you. You know what I'm saying? I'll be around what you're doing. Yeah. And you know, the smoothie truck is for my granddaughter. That's my grand that's my that's my daughter's business. Okay. You know, my, my dad was like, you know, it's my grandbaby's business, you know, I want to be around it. So, you know, funds came in, 
my business manager okayed it, you know. I went and cashed out on the truck for him. Did he know about it? No, he has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, my mom knew, you know what I'm saying? My aunts knew because I had some time to bowls, you know what I'm saying, to put on the truck or whatever. But, uh, you know, that, that's one of the greatest accomplishments, you know. I also bought myself one, too, because yeah. I need a truck. So, it's, <laughs> you know, I'll tax run off everything, you know. But <laughs> Absolutely. One of the great accomplishments and greater, you know, assets of being an entrepreneur, you know, it's not always about you. Like, especially in the field man, that's true. you were in, like, you know, before, you know, having the company that you had with Rick, with me, we help people. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. Yeah. You brought people's dreams to life, companies to life. Rick brings people out of health issues, uh, makes this man has transformed so many women mm -hmm. into, you know, things they man. have never, they never could see uh, putting on certain jeans. I've seen women cry, putting on two pieces, you know, believing that they could never wear them. Me uh, giving families, you know, their family members back, mm -hmm. help people, even from the firefighter side. I'm, I believe I've always been a person as far as a human to, I'm built to help people. Yeah. Transplant donor, scholarship president, nutritionist, firefighter. I help people. That's yeah. what I do. You know, so as an entrepreneur, I think it is my greatest gift to put the time in, like like going back to what you said, how people lose uh, their way in trying to find this entrepreneurship life by piggybacking on someone else. Put the time in. Yeah. Put the time into your business. If this is what you want to do, this is what you believe in, it's going to happen. It ain't going to happen overnight, though. Like, we've been grinding years yeah uh i didn't turn a profit i want to say until my probably seventh eighth month and you know i only i only turned the profit because rick started doing them classes that was full of like 200 people yeah yeah and then he was like man just bring the smoothies just bring the smoothies bro but man this is so good because that's what the life of an entrepreneur looks like you don't know necessarily where it's gonna come from but if you just get in motion you know what i'm saying everything else will work itself out you didn't know for seven months where the profit was going to come, but because you was willing to start and commit, an opportunity presented itself, and you took advantage of it. And I talk to entrepreneurs about this all the time. Like, bro, entrepreneurship is lucky. But what luck is is when opportunity meets someone who's prepared for that opportunity, and then you create. That's what luck is created it. It's just like a bus. You know what I'm saying? We go stand out there, and we can miss a bus, but we know another bus is coming. That's how opportunity is, right? But the question is, why did you miss that bus? Were you not prepared? Did you not get up in time? Did you not get out there in time? And it's the same thing for success. Why didn't you land that country? And is that bus, your that the next bus coming, is that your bus? That's enough. Is this your time? Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Is this going to take you on the routes that you actually need to go? Because you may miss, like, you know, we don't miss flights. Yeah. And I missed the direct flight. You know, that next flight finna go take you to Houston, gonna take you to Chicago, all the way to get down to Miami. For sure. You know, so... Why did you miss that first one, mm -hmm. you know? And are you really serious? Like, I always find entrepreneurs, what do you need? First thing, first thing, and I hate they have this mindset, I need capital, I need capital. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't, you need a plan first to yeah. see if someone will give you Money capital, good, or yeah. even if you need capital. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, profit is a loose word. Greatest profit I've ever been given is someone's mom's calling me crying on the phone to my happy birthday child. Yeah. Or how I, how I gave them their father back. It's the greatest profit I got. And guess what that profit did? When I get into these corporate contracts, I've run into so many clients and new clients be like, yo, you help my mom. Yeah. Hey, see if we can get you here next week. You know, yeah. if the profit <laughs> just overflows sure. by that good reputation yeah, and man. doing the work. If you like, I go, I go back to it. If you don't do the work, 
we're gonna go somewhere else. Uh-huh. We're gonna go somewhere else. It's just, it's just, we know that from the hood, you know, from our first entrepreneurs we ever saw. Yeah. You ain't got this good work. <laughs> it's gonna go somewhere else. Going somewhere else. <laughs> sure. Look, man, I was, um, I was on your Instagram and I was looking at a post that you made. I wanted to just kind of get your perspective on it. But what you posted in the caption, it said, um, "Mental strength outweighs physical strength. Speak life into all that you do." And that, and I was looking at this short. This short looked like it got thousands of views. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, man? Explain that. What was the mindset behind that post? You want me to read it again? Nah, I got you. I know exactly. <laughs> I can see the video of me saying it. Yeah. Um, you got to speak life into all that you do. Sometimes you physically won't be capable to do certain things to have the strength. Um, for example, Rick is not physically capable to the work out right now. Hey, he's not worked out for what two, three months. He's not worked out for two, three months, mm-hmm. but he is mentally able to give me everything I need to work out. For sure, mentally able to uh, find the strength every day to get up and come to to, to the office every day. Mm-hmm. You mentally have to find this space to where your fire never goes out within you to 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 be creative. To, to show up for people that need you. You never know, especially in my business, so many people depend on me. Yeah. And I mentally have to be sound, spiritually have to be t- c- together. And not only for that, I gotta do it for my daughter. Yeah. I gotta do it for her mother. I have to do it for my family members and the people that, I take care of every Zuba mm-hmm. in my family, not just the ones that- It's our responsibility. It is my responsibility. Yeah. And you have to have the mental strength and capacity to do so. Physically, I was not capable to do anything after my transplant, not capable. Imagine if something, God forbid, something happens to me at a fire. Mm-hmm. I mentally still have to have the strength to run my business, to tell someone what I need, you know, to find the motivation to do what I need to do. Physically, everybody's not capable to lift big weights. Yep. Physically, able to run fast. I've seen, you know, the I love Sam there. Sam can't be me running, yeah, yeah. but he can run r- circles around me mentally mm-hmm. because what he's been through, Absolutely. because what he's seen, all every fail Sam has had. He's told me about because he don't want me, me want me to make a safe field. That's dope. Bro. You know, so that mental stability, that mental connection, mm-hmm. not only with others but with self. You know, uh, when we want to preach, you know, spiritually, you got to find it somewhere. Yeah. You know, me personally, I always think in my mental zone and my spiritual zone, the greatest f- place for me to create, the greatest place for me to practice is in the presence of God. I'm always gonna do that. That's a mental connection, baby. Yeah. You physically can't go up toe-to-toe find God, you got to mentally connect, Yeah, you know, and you mentally have to connect as an entrepreneur with your audience, with yourself, with your plan, with your plan, with your product, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't do that. They're just like, yo, what can I do here? That's how you know a lot of this stuff be fake. Yeah. A lot of these people, these entrepreneurs um, necessarily aren't about what they say they're about. For sure. You know, so many people always, and I don't want to get on nobody's nerve, like so many people always send me, what this nutrition is talking about? What is it? They on a fad. Yeah. They trying, they trying to catch a way to sell this tea product that they got, For or sure. these t-shirts that they got, or sell this program that I can get rickety debunk mm-hmm. that's not real, you know? So, you know, and I'm like, they're not really about that. They're catching a way. That's not a mental connection that they have. You know, I'm mentally driven by this. You know what I'm saying? Not only was my own situation and circumstance as a transplant donor what gave me my light, but me wanting to do right by people as well gave me that mental connection. You know what I'm saying? No, bro. Because I want somebody to do right by my family. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the golden rule, man. Do one to others as you Correct. do one to Correct. me. But that's a dope perspective, bro. And you know what I'm saying? Prior to having this conversation, I've already, I, I already knew that you guys, you know what I'm saying, had something deeper within you, you know what I'm saying, to create the success that you've created. 
just an entrepreneur in ship in general, you know what I'm saying? You have to have a deeper, you know what I'm saying, connection to the work that you're going to do if you're going to have longevity uh, in the industry. Look, man, we've been rapping for a minute. This has been great. We could probably talk for another two hours. Oh, yeah, I already know. And I know that there's a more deep, you know what I'm saying, mindset that we hadn't been able to pull out in here that, you know what I'm saying, we'll get you back on here as your business continues to grow and have success. Uh, and we'll talk more about that. But uh, kind of in closing, um, let me ask you this. Uh, first, you mentioned several products. Um, you mentioned, you know, your your cold press juice. You mentioned uh, your nutritionist service and things like that. Like, tell people how they can keep up with you. Also, if you have a product line, if you got a discount or a promo code that you can give the audience, anything like that. Um, well, of course, you can go um, yourfavoritenutritionist.com, of course. You can find everything about me that I am do, upcoming events. Um, how you can book meal prep services, how you can book consultations to get your uh, full um, nutritional services as far as biometric screenings, weigh-ins, blood checks, and things of that nature. Also, my, you can book smoothie uh, uh, bottles, gallons, orders, um, supplements are on there as well. Um, my building, of course, is 5055 Covington Way, Suite 3, in the wonderful Ambition Fitness Gym, of course. Um, greatest gym in the city, but uh, you know, you can find me there as well. I'm there typically every day, okay. every day that I'm not at the fire department, of course. Uh, you also can email me, Ryan Zuber, at yourfavoritenutritionist.com. Now, products as far as supplements, man, I got everything for vitamin C on down for what you need for your kids. Okay. I'm coming out with a new product line, probably going to be a directly geared to gut health mm -hmm. because it's on a rise, especially after this COVID hit. Um, so that's my focus right now. Meal prep services, you guys can book out not only for weeks, but years, not months in advance. Gotcha. Months in advance. And they can do all that on your website. Do it all on my website. Everything is user-friendly. Okay. Everything is user-friendly. And that is yourfavoritenutritionist.com. Cool, cool. And if it's cool with you, we can do Equity Tap as a promo. Most definitely. Most right. definitely. I'll be texting Tanika uh, right after this to do that. Of yeah, man, look, man. you've given uh, a ton of value, you know what I'm saying, to our viewers so one of the things i like to do when i consume information sometimes you know i'm not in a position to where i can physically support but if someone has something online that's going to benefit me that's the one thing that i like to do if i watch an interview or if i watch something and i get value out of it i try to pay it forward and go and support you know what i'm saying whoever it is that that's on that podcast or that so uh hopefully the viewers would do the same thing because i know the same. products and things like that are great uh in closing man what's next for you dude what, what, what is your goals what are you trying to focus on um I think the next thing for me right now, uh, we're building a smoothie bar currently um, in my location in the front. Uh, we're just trying to figure out the schematics of how I want it because I'm very artistic. We're trying to get Joe over there, do some paint, of course. Okay. Fly to fancy. Shout out to my brother <laughs> Joe. Um, and I think before Ricky strangles me, the next thing is this smoothie food truck. <laughs> we're going to do that next. And um, a line and try to get these corporate contracts, man. I'm trying to take over the city. Um, they're already saying that I am, but I don't feel that I am. Oh, man, y'all on y'all way for sure. Mm -hmm. um, trying to get these bigger deals, like I want to get FedEx. Okay. You know, I want to get the IRS. You know, I want to get a lot of these major companies where a lot of these people, um, like you said, you know, these companies not stop. You know, yeah. stop. These people need to have uh, nutritional values and information readily available. Uh, shout out to Brent Hooks, you know, and all were project management group. Man. They just had me out, man. I did an amazing event for them. I'm looking to do some major things with them in the future. And just they do some city. major things. Yes, with them too, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, looking to do some things with University of Memphis. Um, I actually spoke to their nursing classes, graduation classes of 23, 24. Um, do some major things with them. 
and the Grizzlies looking to do some major things with them as well. For sure. Okay, man. Well, that'll work, man. Well, look, you're an entrepreneur, man, and you enjoyed this interview. First of all, do me a favor. Drop some fire or something in the comment, man, just showing Ryan some love for the game that he's been uh, dropping and been able to give to you guys. Also, if you have additional information that you want uh, for the equity tap to cover, if anything that we can do to deliver more value to us, or I mean to you, do me a favor, drop that in the comment as well. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you like, uh, and we'll be back with you guys with another episode. Ryan, listen, bro, this thing has been crazy profitable. Yeah. I like to always end these conversations by telling people how profitable it is, man, because you guys have a wealth of knowledge. I can tell that the dedication you know what I'm saying, to studying and perfecting your craft within you guys, man. And it, and, and it comes through, you know what I'm saying, once we talk about, you know, their entrepreneurship and the topics and things like that, man. So, first of all, I want to thank you, bro, for taking the time to come out, man. And I appreciate you big time. And like I said, man, it's, uh, the more your business grows, we're going to get you back out here. Yeah, so we got to get back. Continue. We got to get going with you. I got some big things coming up. We'll be back, I'm sure, about the next six months. For sure, man. We'll say less, bro. We're going to make it happen.